I am Andrea Butcher, and this is Being at Work. Being a leader is hard. So on this show, I set out to talk with experienced leaders to learn from their pivotal moments, how they led through the challenges we can all relate to but are often unheard. Today's story comes from Trey Willis. I first met Trey many years ago when he was a senior director of a product management group at CenturyLink. Trey's one of those leaders who pushes himself and others to be their best. He has high expectations and a driver mentality, and yet at the same time, he cares so much about the people that he works with. That was apparent in working with him. When I saw him go through a process of clarifying his personal leadership philosophy and his personal values. In our conversation, Trey shares a pivotal moment in his career that changed, well, everything. Take a listen. I've spent the the majority of my career in technology specifically and only recently made a bit of a change in industry, which was was scary. Uh, But I would say in in those instances, I've learned to kind of trust your experience, uh, be confident in what we've learned along the way, and uh, certainly wanted to say that I'm thankful for some very outstanding mentors in my career. As I look back and reflect, there's a handful of those folks that I've picked up along the way and encourage folks to find those folks that are meaningful, that you connect with, and they can teach you along the way. And I know I owe a good portion of my success and, and the experience and, I'm, of the, and the lessons that they've taught me, you know, those things that they shared with me personally and professionally. And I'm, I'm certainly very thankful for many of those folks that I've run into along the way there as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, good reminder of those trusted advisors in our lives and how important those people are. Is there a pivotal moment you can think of when you kind of let down that guard a bit? And, and, and what was that like for you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and uh, I mean, it's clear as day for me, that particular moment that you mentioned. I'm, I'm a football player. I'm an athlete, a uh, lifelong athlete and have been coached all my life. And some of the things that come along with athletics are things like being tough and persevering and not letting your weakness show and, and things like that. And and we, I found success in those things and those characteristics. And so they resonated with me. They meant a lot to me. Certainly those experiences in athletics and on the football field at the collegiate level, uh, have shaped me and have, have certainly molded me into the person that I've become as deeply as, as any other experience in my life. Uh, but as you as you mentioned, being real and, and trying to be a learner, <clears throat> there were lessons that I had to continue to be open to. Uh, and feedback is a really, really critical element there. Real feedback, even when it's hard, is important. And so I try to always be aware and paying attention to those things. But into the into the real context, the question that you asked, yeah, there was a there was a very specific experience, kind of a, a fork in the road, if you will, for me. It was several years ago. I attended a, a leadership workshop that was put on by my business. It's called a Leadership Challenge. And, and you were actually the, the host of that particular session there. There were a number of meaningful exercises in that particular experience. And it probably had something to do with a really good workshop, uh, a very good instructor, <laughs> but also, you know, right place and right time in my life and in my career as I reflect on that situation. I was I was kind of a young, aspiring leader. I wanted to I wanted to be very focused on getting the job done. I thought that that's how we that's how we needed to do everything all the time. And I still think those things are true. But the one that the one exercise at, at this particular point in my career and time in my life that had the most profound impact on me personally was um, was one that's just kind of acutely called the values exercise. And in this particular workshop, uh, the authors say the goal here is really to understand what are your personal values and and the reason that you want to understand them deeply and and concisely is so that you can be more authentically you. And then to, to to put a point on it, 
to demonstrate or to, to garner that leadership credibility, you really need to be as clear and as consistent as possible in your everyday communication and everyday behaviors as a leader so that the folks around you understand who you are and what are your guiding principles for, for how you operate. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so I, I listened to that uh, and I said, yep, I'm, I know how to do that. I'm leaderful. I'm prepared for this exercise. But as we prepared for, you know, to kind of get this thing run, to give you, to give you a context of the exercise, for those of you who haven't done it before, the, the, the uh, instructor gives you a deck of cards, kind of like a, looks like playing cards, picture playing cards. And each of them has a word on it that represents a value uh, or a characteristic like something like achievement or health or humor, for example. So I'm looking, you know, kind of flipping through this deck of cards as I prepare to, to get ready to do the exercises we're preparing. And uh, I asked the question, I asked the instructor, I said, hey, Andrea, what, um, you know, are these our personal values or are these our professional values? And the whole the whole challenge is kind of teetered on who you are and really being authentic and real and representing yourself. But I knew, as you mentioned, I, I knew how to kind of protect myself. I knew how to be strong. And I knew how, I had defense mechanisms so that I wouldn't let the personal stuff get in the way of accomplishing the mission, you know, or executing the goal at work. I knew how to create that barrier, kind of that thick exterior there. And so I, so I asked just to make sure I, I did the, the exercise the correct way. I said, is there, are these our personal or professional goals? And Andrew says, is there a difference? And I said, well, sure. You know, of course there is. You know, I'm, I'm at work. I'm this highly focused, you know, kind of very execution oriented, you know, no nonsense, hard driving kind of guy. And you know, I thought that's, that was the role I played at work uh, was to get the job done at all costs, get the job done. And, and at home, I'm different than that, right? I'm a, I'm a dad. I'm a father, um, kind of a lighthearted guy, pretty jovial, love humor, love to laugh and make people laugh. I'm pretty, pretty chill individual. And then, and then you say, Andrew says, should there be, like, should there be a difference? And just, and just leaves it at that. And I, it's kind of like this, kind of this mic drop. And I don't, I don't know that she actually dropped the mic, but this seminal moment of this workshop for me. And I said, oh, wow. Okay. This is, I've been thinking about this in a very narrow perspective. Let me open up, let me open up my perspective for a second and just see what happens. And so I took the feedback, you know, I took the context, I took the feedback and I accepted the challenge there. And, it, and to this day, that particular exercise is still the most impactful leadership realization that I've, I've actually faced or confronted in my life. I took that question head on. I took it seriously and pursued that exercise in that way. So you, you've, ha- you've got this moment now of, wow, I've got values at home. I've got values at work. And I'm this Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing is happening how, what did you do with that? You, you get, you've had this realization. So then what, Trey? What, what, what'd you do with it? Yeah, I, I started the question. You know, started the question a lot. One, what's important to me? Two, am I, am I doing it wrong? Am I short-sighting these other people? Like relationships have become very, very important to me now. But at the time, I don't think I really understood how valuable human-to-human interactions really are and can be. And you, when you talk about leadership, you know, there's a part of, at least a good part of, of leadership is finding ways to motivate, encourage, inspire, and, and really drive people to bring out the best in them. And maybe that's for a project and maybe that's for, for teamwork as we talk about being at work, so to speak, but it's also bigger than that. And so I took a moment to, to kind of essentially from that very moment, I took that, that feedback, essentially that question from you, I mean, as wisdom. Is like she she's challenging me because she knows that there's something better on the other side of this this particular answer to the question. 
So I scrutinized those values cards. I, I, really, I really pulled them apart. I, I don't know how many there are, but it, it's roughly the same size as a, a deck of blank cards, so probably 50. And the exercise itself says, immediately separate the cards into values that are not important to you, values that are important to you, and then take the, take the segment that is important to you and now trim that list to five. And there are a ton of really neat words in there. As I mentioned, humor. I, I'm a guy. I, I'm a guy that thinks humor is fun. It's a way that I connect with people. I love making people smile. But I had to decide, man, I only get five of these, and there's still probably 30, 30 to pick from here. And so I, as I very carefully selected five of those cards, I, I then took it a step further. Is this who I really am, or is this who I want to be? Is this who I think I am, but I don't really present myself in that way? And so in, you know, I validated those. I, I took those cards. I took that list. I literally hand-typed it out again and sent it to several uh, more than a couple handfuls of my closest friends and family. And I asked them, I said, Hey guys, I'm doing this exercise. This is, you know, the day after something the workshop. But I said, what do you guys think? If I gave you this list of values, what do you, how do you think I represent myself? And in, and in retrospect, you know, at the time, the exercise itself had meaning for me, but as I extended the exercise for a couple of days and then a couple of weeks and now continuing to live those try to live those values, which I'll share with you here in a minute. One of the most meaningful elements of the exercise for me was how others viewed me. Uh, and they gave me that feedback great, um, graciously, and, and I'm very grateful for that. They gave me that feedback as well. And so I was meaning to ask, was I presenting myself to them as I thought I, I thought I did or I thought I wanted to? Or was I the type of guy who did one thing and maybe really lived another way? And, the, and the, just, the, just the coolest part of that in return was literally all of the feedback that came back was at least 80% accurate. Four out of the five was exactly the same as the five that I picked. And, and so I felt, I felt really at peace with that. Uh, and I said, this is really who you are. And so then we hit the go button. Just be that guy. You don't need to be Jekyll and Hyde. Just be the guy. People seem okay with that guy. And so Trey, you need to be okay with that guy all the time. Um, and that, that uh, it, it just created a ton of opportunity for me to be more authentic, more genuine, let people in, uh, created a level of vulnerability, if you will, but also a, a, a much faster path towards trust. And then again, if you, you know, if you take that back to work, it just, it continues to provide value and really enables and, and even encourages deeper, more real connections and relationships and ultimately communication in every action. So teams form faster and, and projects get done more effectively without some of the other noise that comes with trying to figure out some of the subtleties in communication. Those become much easier to deal with, if you will. You know, you, sure. you mentioned earlier, right, the right place at the right time. You know, I've facilitated that exercise with thousands of leaders and from a lot of guys, I can I get this, what are we doing? What do you mean? All <laughs> these cards and so your your level of vulnerability and the courage it took then to own like, hey, this exercise was awesome and give me some feedback. And like, was there anyone in your asking for feedback that rolled their eyes that was like, Trey, what are you doing? Like, what was that like for you? So thankfully, I don't think I had any of those kind of awkward reactions of like, you're, this is weird. Um, <laughs> you know, this is, this is not what I would expect. I did have a lot of folks question how I got here. Like, why am I doing this now? Mm-hmm. You seem fairly grounded. You seem to know who you are. And I, I would agree with that particular reaction. I've, I've never been one to not feel comfortable with who I am, you know, at a macro level, if, at least. But the, but the kind of soul searching element that it kind of that it, that it presented itself with, I, I think, did catch some people by surprise. 
Uh, but thankfully, I'm surrounded by very caring and loving people who yeah. uh, who just who just reacted. And they said, and a couple of them, you know, one of the cool things that happened there is a couple of them called me because uh, I did not necessarily call people. I I did send this out kind of a kind of coldly, if you will, and just said, hey guys, I'm doing this thing. Will you help me? Um, without a ton of context. And I got a couple of calls. I, I had a I had a long chat with my sister, uh, who's just a, a rad person in general. But um, it was it was a neat conversation to hear. One, what she thought about my values, but also to encourage her to think differently about some things and, and to think about how she presents herself both in a professional and, and personal workplace because we know each other probably best of all. But it, but it did inspire some, as an example, it did inspire some neat conversations that I think maybe encourage some other people to do some, to, to have a thought process like this and to think about how they present themselves professionally and to make sure that that aligns more closely with who they really are in their heart. So it, it's yeah. just, just a neat mm-hmm. thing to think about. Because you can feel the tension when you're not living an authentic life. Yeah, absolutely. So clearly the values exercise had a big impact on you and you've referenced your values. Yeah, I'm curious how how those play out in your leadership today. So here we are several years later and you're still telling that story and the impact it had on you. So I'm eager to hear how your how your values show up today. I settled on uh, five of those values, and there, a couple of them are two words at a time, but honesty and integrity is one. Faith and spirituality is two. Strength, discipline, and loyalty round out the five there. And, the, you know, there's a couple of different angles that, that you can come from there. But as I think about really living those values, a couple of them are pretty obvious. So I try to conduct my life, but certainly try to conduct business in a very straightforward format. And that is not always easy to do because people will challenge you. You get in sticky spots. But if I, if I remember to come back to my core, that drives how I operate on a regular basis. And the result of that is people use the terms with me regularly, like you are very real. You are very genuine. Um, and I try to be open. And even, you know, even the word vulnerable comes to, comes to mind there. Uh, faith and spirituality is something that grounds me. I'm certainly a, a faithful person. In the, in the traditional ways, but also in the more spiritual ways there too. Mental and physical strength leads into discipline and then loyalty kind of rounds us out. Uh, as well. and, and the loyalty part, the discipline and loyalty part, I think helps to, to make sure that I remind myself that if I expect things of people, I mean, simple stuff like come to work on time, do what you said you were going to go do, you know, finish the task you said you were going to go finish, I need to do those things too. And then if you know, the loyalty element there talks about you know, if we're if we have a relationship and and being open and honest and vulnerable enables those relationships, you will have my loyalty, and I I expect and anticipate and encourage the same thing in return. And so I think that those just just acting like that and really really remembering that those are those are really really important things to me. I I open myself up for others to demonstrate and share those types of values and those types of experiences with me, even if they aren't necessarily their core values, you can pull those values out of other people who who can represent them and who appreciate them the same way. So um, I think, you know, as we think about how do you get the most out of out of your people, out of the folks you work with, either on your team or in your peer group, I think to to know them um, and to understand them per, at a personal level and, and understand what, what's important to them and how they work best is critical. But But in terms of kind of bringing it back to the values, being vulnerable by demonstrating these values all the time and showing respect and appreciation for, for the, the other person and for the rest of the team through respect and appreciation, I think it goes a long way in, in really creating a, a tighter knit team, a tighter knit relationship and, and helps to 
kind of kind of establish that trust, establish that perspective. That's one less thing you have to deal with because work is hard. You know, work is going to be challenging and shifting goals and perspective creates some instability. So why don't we create stability through trust and, and loyalty here through being vulnerable and being open with one another? So that's that's kind of how they play out, I think, on a, on a daily basis for me as we as we build teams and relationships on a regular basis. Clearly, your values, you know, in, in leading with your values, and you talked a lot about helping others to get really clear on who they are. You articulated very well the impact that you've seen as a leader on that. So no doubt that continues to drive that way and that approach. I'm curious about, you know, you talked earlier about how you've always been very driven, results oriented. How do you, and you're in, you know, having been in technology for so long and the business you're in now that's that's evolving, no doubt you have a lot of pressure to perform. How do you balance the taking time to get to know people with results? We got to have results today. Yeah, uh, that's a good, that's a great question to think through. It, it um, so how do you balance it? So the first thing is, I believe it's really, really important to understand your working team, understand what's important to them, and as I mentioned before, how they work best. Uh, because I think as you as you're really thinking about at a leadership level, you're thinking about a team and finding your strengths as a team and learning how to consider the whole and play to those strengths while mitigating you know, any weaknesses or lesser strengths, if you will. I think it's important to prioritize as as importantly as getting results is to set the stage. I think that's part of the planning process itself is to understand who the key players are and who the who the the larger extended team is going to be so that you can take best advantage of those scenarios, the situations that present themselves throughout the throughout the the project if you will. I do think that you know consistency and and um you know keeping a team together and that loyalty element even that I talked about a moment ago helps. Uh, so if you can build a, a strong team that plays well together, that that stays together for a while, I think you, I think you you have an, an investment in those people that you've made early and in those relationships that you made early that will continue to pay off for a long, long time. But I, but I also don't think that you can have significantly positive results over over an elongated period of time without making that investment at all. So I I would just say you know in, in summary prioritize it prioritize getting to know those folks and understanding the team and um, creating a, a real, at least, a, at least a, a loose personal relationship. So you know what's important to those folks. And then that will continue to benefit the leader and I think the rest of the team uh, for a long time. I think if the leader knows that, or you can be a connector of people as well. And so even if it's not a, a direct one-on-one relationship between the leader and the, the person on the team, if you will, the other people on the team, you can be, the leader can be the connector since you since you learn to know those people so well and even encourage better results better collaboration uh, you can help to skip through some of the the formalities at the beginning and, and get people right to the heart of of executing even more efficiently so I think it's time well spent and and it can definitely be an accelerator in in achieving those results if you if you apply the priority at the right place well as we wrap up Trey I have one final question for you because no doubt our listeners can relate to the things that you have shared today, prioritizing, getting to know your team, being in situations where you feel like you're not showing up authentically, there's tension there. What advice would you give to any leader who feels that tension of, you know, I'm not quite showing up as the person that I am 
you went through a process where you clarified, like, this is my leadership philosophy. And wherever I go, I'm taking that with me. <laughs> so what advice would you give others in, in doing that work? I, I would start with uh, really seeking out and accepting feedback. I think that's probably probably the most critical thing that I've grown into and continue to work on on a regular basis is accept feedback as an opportunity for growth. That's hard. And we're humans and we have feelings, you know, we have feelings and we have emotions and we have perceptions and things. But what's what's really important I think in in creating a relationship and, and a meaningful one that that can move things forward in a direction of executing is to to understand that you're your beliefs, your perceptions, your context on the world isn't the only one that's there. And there's, there's real truth in the saying that perception is reality. And so it's important to ask for that feedback from a number of different sources and ask, how am I presenting myself? How do you feel about that situation? What can I do differently to help, you know, resolve, address, or prepare differently for another situation? And then really, really analyze and digest that other feedback because that other perspective is as important to your audience, your team, the other person, um, as as real life. Well, even if it's even if you don't believe it to be quote unquote true, perception is indeed reality. And so I think I think asking really asking for feedback is probably the critical way to say that, Andrea. It's just you got to go get it. A lot of people are going to be hesitant to share it with you, mm-hmm. particularly in a in an elevated position or leadership position. They don't want to tell you that stuff. But by creating those relationships, investing that time earlier, you'll create a, an element of trust. And be, by being vulnerable and open, people will uh, be more willing to share that with you. And then all of a sudden, you have a gold mine of information on how you're perceived, how you present yourself. And then it's up to you to do to do what you will with that, to adjust and, and to, to be the best you you can be. Oh, Trey Willis, you are, <laughs> you are a superstar, my friend. Thank you for inspiring us. Thank you for sharing so openly your story. I have several key takeaways. I think as I've listened to you over the last few minutes, just this feeling of humility, you know, and everything you've said from asking for feedback, you know, taking the time to do the work, prioritizing other people. It's, it's humility, humility, humility. So you dropped your guard. You were open to the possibilities and now you're living that out. You've got five core values that clearly you're demonstrating. We've seen those through this conversation. So thank you, my friend. Thank you. Likewise. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for the opportunity to, to share my story with you. But, but likewise, thank you for the opportunity to have presented me uh, with a situation, presented me with a challenge that, that forced me to really think about that so I could take down that exterior, drop my guard, and, and just be me. Yeah. Well, it's, it's all you. You get the credit because you did the work. If our, if our listeners want to connect with you, Trey, what is the best way for them to do that? Uh, you know, I'm open to uh, any any number of ways to communicate. The easiest way for me that I use regularly is just email. You can email me at trey.willis at gmail.com. Uh, you can also catch me at, at Twitter uh, at Trey Willis. Uh, those are probably two pretty easy ways to, to catch up with me there. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast to never miss a being at work story.